All right, Saturday night and we are live. Hope everybody's doing good. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Welcome to Christian Television Network onto the platform tonight. Just want to wish everybody a happy Insurrection Day. Three years later, it's July, it's January 6th. Of course, there's still an ongoing investigation and looking to arrest, I think, another 1,400 people, something along those lines, which we'll get into in just a minute. We got to think of here on the TLP, we're going to have to think of some Insurrection Day music. You got your Christmas carols. <laughs> you know, you have your other carols that associate like with the 4th of July. We're going to need to come up with some Insurrection Day music that we have here. We play on the, uh, since we're all going to pretend like there's an insurrection, just like we pretend there's a Santa Claus and everything else. So we're going to pretend like there's an insurrection. I know we is speaking loosely right now for myself and those of you that are watching right now, but uh, we're going to have to come up with some insurrection carols that we can <laughs> sing, you know, various songs about, you know, fake police reports and fake injuries, you know, Mike Fanone, his fake injuries and Harry Dunn, his fake injuries and their fake stories. That's what it'll all be. A bunch of carols about fakes, a whole <laughs> bunch of fake things, uh, maybe some instigation uh, carols or whatever, FBI instigation, Federal Bureau of uh, Instigation, carols or whatever it is that we can come up with. We'll have to come up with some Christmas carols. If we're going to have an insurrection day, every 1-6, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna celebrate the insurrection. We had Joe Biden giving a ridiculously stupid as usual speech, and all of it's just ridiculously stupid. Have you ever noticed, it's all exactly the same narrative. It's a bunch of people who are in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, who are all going to pretend that something is something that it's not. Just like COVID-19, oh my gosh, you know, the bubonic plague is struck again. We're all going to run around, we're all going to pretend that, that this bubonic plague is struck. There is no bubonic plague. It gives a bunch of people, it gives a whole lot of people some sort of convoluted meaning and cause in life that, a lot, that many people are still living in right now. Masking again, vaccine for the seventh time for a 99.9% survival virus. And then, of course, you have the insurrection, the two and a half hour long protest drifting into a riot at various times, instigated probably mainly by federal officials from the State Department, FBI, CIA, and various NGOs. But it's beside the point for just a moment. But we're all just going to pretend that a two-and-a-half-hour, unarmed, completely and totally, remember now, with all the talk and all the sentences, the 10-year sentences, the 15-year sentences, uh, Enrico Terrio, the 22-year sentence for a man who was never even in D.C., on 1-6, uh, all of these things, all of these sentences are for people who are completely and totally unarmed, charged with uh, seditious uh, conspiracy and whatever else. How do you have a seditious conspiracy, which is to overthrow the government, same thing as an insurrection, when you have no firearm? I wonder, how are you going to take the Marines? Right. I'm just curious because there's lots of Marines. I just use the Marines. We've got the Army too. But I'm just going to use the Marines. It's, it seems to be the fighting force that we use the most. I'm just curious, how, how, how are a bunch of MAGA moms carrying the Gadsden flag <laughs> who are 78 pounds overweight, <laughs> who haven't marched uh, 10 feet, let alone uh, 10, you know, 10 miles in 10 years, how exactly are they going to defeat the Marines to insurrect the country? Right. That's, that's just my, I'm just curious, how, how exactly are they going to do it? They call it an insurrection, just like they call it you know, a bubonic plague, the, the COVID-19, this pandemic of a 99.9% survival virus, you have to be six feet apart, you gotta wear a mask, then you gotta wear two masks, then you gotta wear an N95, then you have to get Vax 1, Vax 2, Vax 3, Vax 4, Vax 5, Vax 6, and now we are on Vax 7, all for a 99.9% survival virus. Then, of course, you have the next uh, great existential, existential threat to humanity, which is climate change, which they can't even define. 
Tell us what exact what level of CO2 becomes dangerous for humanity. They don't even know what level of CO2 is there at all, let alone when it becomes dangerous, because it never does become dangerous. But so we're going to pretend every 1-6 that we had an insurrection on 1-6, just like every December 7th. We had Pearl Harbor Day. You know what actually happened on Pearl Harbor Day, though? And then whenever, you know, every, we don't celebrate these days, of course. They celebrate them because they got to usher in a narrative and an agenda using a, fal- a false narrative, false agenda to usher in a, you know, a, another false law enforcement action. But you know what actually happened on 9-11? Um, there were 2,000 Americans that were killed by the perpetrators. You know what actually happened on Pearl Harbor, on Pearl Harbor Day, December 7th and 9-11, of course, for 9-11? We actually had thousands of our, of our soldiers that were killed by the perpetrators. You know, the only people that were killed on 1-6, happy again, insurrection day, were the perpetrators, the alleged perpetrators. There, even There was no cops killed. The only people that were actually killed were the protests. So imagine that if we on 9-11, the only people that were killed were the hijackers, and the only people that were killed on, on December 7th, Pearl Harbor, uh, December 7th, 1941, were the Japanese. And I'm not equating the Japanese uh, and the hijackers with the 1-6 protesters. Some of the 1-6 protesters were criminals, though. They did. They hit cops. They did things like that. Now, who they were, I don't know, but they were criminals. We, we have a D.C. Metro cop on video committing felonious crimes. Yep. So we, we have that. We, we have that, and they have them instigating felonious crimes. So I don't know who committed the crimes, but there were people that hit cops. None of the cops were seriously injured. The ones they claimed that they were... You know, well, I'm not going to say the ones, one of them that claims they were Fanon, his, his, his uh, medical records are strangely unavailable to everybody, hmm. as well as his body cam footage, as well as his service records, strangely unavailable. But anyway, and Harry Dunn, the big fat guy who needs to go on a diet to save his life, not worry about trying to save his life in a protest, <laughs> he's now running for Congress. I wonder if he's running for, I wonder if Harry Dunn's running for Congress as a Republican. I, I think we can go ahead and uh, go ahead and guess on that and say that that's not the case. But we're all going to go ahead and pretend, just like we're going to pretend like Santa Claus is coming to town, that this is a 1-6 insurrection, and there was not one gun arrest. Not one. Now, how, you, how exactly are you going to conquer the Marines? How are you going to conquer? Imagine if they just happened to have the National Guard there that day. Right. Ten to 30,000 National Guard troops with up-armored up Humvees and, and machine guns. How exactly were these people going to get through? But everybody involved turned them down. The person who runs the D.C. Metro Police Department, Muriel Bowser, mayor of D.C., turned down the National Guard. Um, Mitch McConnell turned down the National Guard. Chucky e. Schumer turned down the National Guard. Nancy Pelosi turned down the National Guard. I wonder if that was during any of, your, any of her four conversations with Ray Epps. I don't know. She conversated with him. Ray Epps did contact her office via the telephone four times prior to 1-6. Yep. So I'm just wondering, you know, how any of these insurrectionists would have ever even gotten to the Capitol if the National Guard was there. You had, of course, sunned the police chief for the, uh, uh, the Capitol Police who was fired or, well, forced to resign, basically, because Nancy Pelosi said that he never contacted her. He contacted her four times, so that's a bold-faced lie. And, of course, she never had to testify to that lie under oath because it's a 1-6 non-select committee, not a 1-6 select committee. So she never testified. Weird that the people who decided whether or not to bring in the National Guard on that day, would have, which would have quelled any protest or any riot, because none of these people were armed, none of those people had to testify. Schumer, Pelosi, McConnell, Mir- Muriel Bowser, nobody. 
And, then, and, and by the way, if they just would have had all of the Capitol Hill Police Department there, which is 2,700 police officers, and I know you've heard me outline this many times, but you just got to hear it. And there's a, Capitol Police cover a two and a half square mile area. Two and a half square miles. They got 2,700 cops. Yeah. 2,700 cops. Detroit has 900. The entire city of Detroit has 900. The entire city of Seattle has less than 900. Because nobody will work in those cities anymore because they've been run by Democrats and they've been turned into Democratic Party cesspools for the last five, six decades. But 2,700 cops. I mean, you can't have a cop. I mean, right? You can't have cops. How long does it take cops to report to respond to any police call that you have? And I love the cops. I was a cop for 25 years, 1992, 2017, right here where I'm sitting, Sarasota County, Florida. But how long does it take for the cops to get to you? Probably 10 minutes if you're lucky. Maybe if you're super lucky, under five. But I can go around the room right now and ask everybody in this room, when you call the cops, how long did it take for them to arrive? It's somewhere between five and 20 minutes on average. They have 2,700 cops in a two and a half square mile area. They could have quelled the riot themselves if they weren't opening up the door and letting them in. Right. If they weren't taking down the barricades, they took down the barricades and then they charged people with trespassing on property that was barricaded. Because if the barricades are up, that means you're not allowed on there. Just making this very simple. But when you don't know, because the barricades have been taken down by the people that are then going to charge you with trespassing for being on barricaded property, which we're going to get into in just a second. That's what they did. So we're all, we're all going to pretend. I know that I've got, I've got 540 people on right now. But we're, you know, everybody's going to, I know I'm preaching to the choir. I'm talking about them, not us. But we're all going to pretend that there was an insurrection, just like we're going to pretend there's a pandemic. There's never a pandemic with a 99.9% survival virus is not a pandemic. And of course, they're coming out now with JN1. JN1, we call it, just call it Johnny. <laughs> JN1 has come out now, and that's going to be the one. And that one causes heart attacks. So you, what you're going to see now, and that's all a lie. What you're going to see is all of these new variants that come out are going to be things that cause the vaccine side effects. Yep. So you're going to have ones now that cause marrow and pericarditis. They're going to have ones that cause capillary blood clotting. They're going to have ones that cause ADE. They're going to have ones that cause blood clotting, whatever it may be, pulmonary embolisms. That every new variant is going to cause what the vaccine causes because the variant's not actually causing it. It'll be the vaccine that's causing it. But since everybody who's taken their one, first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh vaccination are all hyped up on COVID, they all believe the COVID narrative. So even though they're dying of the vaccine, they'll think they're dying of COVID. I already know somebody like that right now. There's all kinds of people who are sick with vaccine ailments who believe it's long COVID. Yeah. So long COVID isn't panning out the way that they want it to pan out. So now they have to come up with another variant to blame vaccine side effects on the latest variants. All that makes sense here? Yep. 100%. All right, let's go to one six before I launch it. If it's, I've only got 45 minutes left. I don't <laughs> even have, do I have a, is it full 45, Aaron? Is uh, that I really yeah. have 45? Yep, yep. All right, so I got a full 45 minutes left and I start talking about COVID, it's over. So I don't <laughs> want to do that. Let, let's, let, happy, again, one more time, 10 minutes into the show here, happy Insurrection Day. Charlie Kirk video, we're going to talk about one six first. Joe Biden brags in his J6 Doomer speech that his DOJ has targeted 1,200 J6ers, convicted 900, and sentenced them to 840 years in prison. Play for me, Will. One desperate act available to him, the violence of January the 6th. 
And since that day, more than 1,200 people have been charged for their assault on the Capitol. Nearly 900 of them have been convicted or pled guilty. Collectively, to date, they have been sentenced to more than 840 years in prison. Who looks like that at the end of a speech as the president of the United States? Who looks like, who has that look right here? I mean, ever in the history of America? I mean, listen, I can't stand Barack Hussein Obama. Couldn't stand Jimmy Carter. Couldn't stand Billy Clinton. And I don't like the Bushes either. I like Reagan and Trump are the only two presidents I've ever even liked in my lifetime. However, who ever looks like that? <laughs> He's giving a speech and actually just freezes. Yeah. It's a, he literally said it. It's just like, it's like the Joe Bot videos. I haven't played one of those in a while. I don't think they're making them anymore. But it just, he freezes. <laughs> and he just stares. Who looks, this is the President of the United States. Then look at the, look at the numbers he's so proud of. He brags that the DOJ has targeted 1,200 J6ers. For what? For what exactly? And these people are getting exorbitant sentences because they're, they're tacking on terrorism statutes onto them. So then, and, and they have, of course, I don't want to get too d- delve too deep into this, but you got the Fanones of the world, the Duns of the world that go up and they do sentence enhancements because they're claiming victim impact statements. So you have cops that come up or claiming victim insta- uh, impact statements. The one cop, I can't remember his name now, but who claimed they had a head injury, foot injury. We showed the video after the incident where he allegedly got these injuries and there aren't any. He has gone into numerous J6 uh, sentencing hearings and claimed injuries that did not occur to enhance these sentences. So somebody, instead of getting a one-year sentence, gets a five-year sentence because of the impact statement made by that liar. Fanone's doing it. Dunn's doing it. I don't know how they live with themselves. I guess people just get real motivated by political expediency. If I, I lie, they don't care about that they're sending somebody to prison as long as they get some sort of social, political promotion. It's amazing. But that's what's going on. He's bragging about 1,200, put, uh, targeting 1,200 J6ers. or allegedly Sergeant Gunnell. You're awesome, Aaron. Gunnell. Gunnell's gone from one hearing to the other with his head injury and his foot injury. Neither one of them occurred. Right. Neither one of them happened. We have the video. Neither one of them happened. And he has gone into sentencing hearings and had sentences enhanced based on his bold-faced freaking lies. I don't know how he lives with himself. Maybe that's why some of these 1-6 Capitol Hill police officers committed suicide after 1-6. Is it because they failed on 1-6? Is it because they were so traumatized on 1-6? Or is it because they have been called upon to bold-faced freaking lie for the rest of their lives? And they can't live with themselves. Targeting 1,200 J6ers. Joe Biden's real proud of that. Convicted 900 and sentenced them to 840 years in prison. Again, this giant galactic overreaction to an incident. Nobody's armed. Why is there 840 years of prison time? Nobody's armed. Nobody is seriously harmed. Name who was seriously armed. Who? Who was it? Name them. Come on, give me a list and then show me their... Now, now after you give me the list, show me their medical records. But strangely, those are always sequestered from people like me. I'm not allowed to see them. Right. That's weird. I'm not allowed to see them. Only judges like Tanya Shutkin are allowed to see them. Democratic Party activist hack judge. Who's in charge of Donald Trump's case with Jack Smith? 
to the one who put the gag order on Donald Trump and then stayed her own gag order and then reactivated her own gag order, which, of course, he's ignoring because she's an idiot. Yeah. She's an idiot. That's who these people are. 840 years in prison, 900 convictions for what? Again, seven vaccinations for a virus with a 99.9% survival, survival rate. 840 years in prison for an insurrection that wasn't an insurrection. Right. It's all a hoax. Climate change, hoax, transgender, hoax, pandemic, hoax, vaccinations, hoax, 1-6, hoax, the, cl- the border is closed, hoax. It's all hoax. All right, I'm lost now. Where am I at, Will? Brandon Straka video. Just side by side this one, guys, whenever you can get it, and I'll know when to go. I just want to read this to you. It's Brandon Straka video, but I wanted to read his commentary. Aaron, just let it go over and over again until I'm done reading. Just a little, uh, uh, just a little statement put out by Brandon Straka. Brandon Straka, who was convicted, had was forcibly convicted uh, in, in, uh, for the one All he did on 1-6 was stand outside the Capitol and do nothing. So he did. 1-6 did absolutely nothing but was convicted for, I don't know what, felony or whatever. But anyway, newly released uh, footage of Matthew Perna, seen in the red sweatshirt, just walked by, shows Matthew walking calmly in the Capitol shooting video. I'm going to let it go by here. Matthew pled guilty to initial charges believing he may face six to 12 months in prison. Now, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I mean. This is the sentence enhancement garbage that they are pulling. And some of this is now being challenged in the Supreme Court. And hopefully, hopefully these 1-6 protesters win. Now, here comes Matthew Perna. Here's what he did. Ready? Ready? Here, here's the insurrectionist. Here is one red sweatshirt. There it is. There it is. Insurrection. Whoops. Where? Yeah. What did he do? He's, he's walking through the Capitol like this. You know, he's got his camera facing whatever is facing him. He's walking through the Capitol. Here I am at the Capitol. Am I saying that what he did was a crime? Don't know. I don't know. Could possibly. It does, it, it's public property, but there may be local laws and ordinances, whatever. If he did commit a crime, it's unlawful parading the Capitol and misdemeanor trespassing. That's it. And he was facing, They were Matthew pled guilty to the initial charge. You just saw the crime that he committed. That's all that he did. He didn't break any windows. He never touched the cop. He never did one thing violent. No vandalism, no violence. There he is walking by. A lot of people don't ever, no, don't, don't cover Matthew Perner a lot. This is the part of the video I really need if we can get this over and over again. But here's Matthew. This is all that he did. This is the insurrection now. Look at all the insurrectionists. Walking, look at all the cops fighting for their lives. Are they fighting for their lives? Look at the cops. There's one right there. Look at him fighting for his life. Woo! Look at Matthew Perner. That cop's fighting for his life, isn't he? That cop probably testified. Look at the other cops fighting for their lives. Run for your life. Run. Where? No, it's just like, all the hospitals are overrun. No, they're not. They're claiming that they're overrun right now with, J, with JN1 too. They're not overrun. It's all a lie. And will all the Christians fall for this crap again? Will they fall for it again? After, only after pleading. So he pled guilty to that. There's pled guilty. Uh, there he is, Matthew Perna. Right there. Not worried. Wasn't even, he's, he doesn't have a mask on or nothing. So he pleads guilty to the initial charges, believing that he may face six to 12 months in prison. Only after pleading guilty, this is illegal, by the way, did the DOJ inform Matthew that he would see, that they would seek a terrorism enhancement to his sentencing. That is illegal. Yeah. That is double jeopardy. That is illegal. But why isn't it, why isn't it, you guys just can just keep this running for me, why isn't it challenged? Because there ain't nobody to challenge it. That's what I'm telling you about the court system. There's nobody to challenge this. Nobody's coming in on a white horse. There is nobody outside of the Supreme Court. That is it. And you and I don't have the money to go to the Supreme Court yet. I will, but I don't get. 
So there is no backstop. This is illegal. You can't tell a guy. You plead out, here's your sentence. That's the, what, you know what that's called? That's called a plea agreement. You don't have the guy sign the plea agreement and then say, hey, uh, whoopsie daisy, we're going to change all the rules and we're going to put a terrorism enhancement on your sentencing. Right. So he's pled to a lesser degree of sentencing and then you change the rules and say that he pled to it. He never pled to the enhancement. But who's going to do anything about it? Well, these attorneys probably tried, but it went before a Tanya Shuckin-style judge. He went, nope, it's all good. Nope, all good. The only chance you have is like what happened with the Hunter Biden plea agreement where he actually had a decent judge who went, um, the plea agreements are for sentencing, not to exonerate somebody for life. Right. Oh, for all future charges. That's what they tried to pull with the Hunter Biden. That's David Weiss, who claims to be a whitehead, but I mean, a white hat, but he's not, which I'll can potentially get into in a minute. But... So you came into a judge right there. I can't remember her name now, but the judge who said, you know what? No, this is a plea agreement. This is for sentencing. This isn't to exonerate him of all future crimes. That's called a pardon, not a plea agreement. But here they did the reverse. He pled to six to 12 months. It's over. You pled. And then they say, you know what? And even please understand how this works. It's signed. It's done. And then they say, we're going to add a sentence enhancement to him. And what you signed still applies to the enhancement. It doesn't but there's nobody to appeal it to. It gets turned down by the blue judge, the blue prosecutor, the blue grand jury, the blue jury, the blue appellate court. It gets turned down. There's nobody to save you. Explain to me why they're having Rudy Giuliani's, why they had Rudy, where he lost his civil trial for defamation for Ruby Freeman. Why is it, you can bring it back to me, guys. Why is it, think about this, why is it that Rudy Giuliani's trial is in D.C. When he defamed them in Atlanta. Yeah. You're like, that's impossible. It's not impossible. Who's going to stop it? When you have an evil, corrupt DOJ run by Merrick Garland and Lisa Monaco, there is nothing to stop it. They can just make anything up. How is he even being charged in a federal court for a local crime? You guys ever think about that? Yeah. How's, how's he being charged in a federal court for a local crime? It's a local civil crime. How is he being charged in a, in a federal court? Yeah. Anybody ask those questions? Because they just do it. It's just pure lawlessness. There's no other way to put it. You're like, well, that's illegal. Who's going to make it illegal? We know it's illegal. Who's going who's gonna to stop it? There's nobody to stop it. That's the problem. It's not good. It's really not good. So anyway, after, uh, matter of fact, well, if you can't go back to the old video again, I'm sorry to do that to you because I wanted to read this to you because I just wanted you to see it. Yeah, just keep playing it over and over again, side by side. Only after pleading guilty to, did the DOJ inform Matthew that they would seek a terrorism enhancement to his sentencing, which, ra- which, would, ra- which would raise his sentence to a potential nine years in federal prison. There he is. Commit- this nine years for that. Wow. Happy one six day. Happy insurrection. There's that's an, That right there is what's insurrection to Joe Biden, to the Democratic Party. I spread some idiot congressman today in his ridiculous text about he, how he was holed up in a room and he's a f- former ranger in the army while all these people were going by and he had to hearken back to his ranger training. For what? For what? The Marine's laughing. The Marine in the room is laughing. The war veteran in the room is laughing because... I don't think Will 
would be too scared of that. When you've actually fought in a real war, I don't think you're too scared of a bunch of people. We can put elevator music on with this. <laughs> right here. Matthew Perna, four days after receiving the news that the DOJ would push for a sentencing enhancement, Matthew right there went into his garage, put a rope around his neck, and hung himself. Great job, Harry Dunn. Great job, Fanon. Great job, Gunnell. Great job, Tanya Shutkin, Biden administration. Great job, Lisa Monaco. Great job, Merrick Garland. Boy, you're really saving America from Matthew Perna. From Matthew Perna. You saved America from Matthew. You, you former uh, Army Ranger Congressman. I wish I had his name. I should have brought it. You, you saved all oh, you. Were, you were hearkening back on your Army training to save everybody from Matthew Perna. Congratulations. Wow. You guys are real heroes. Just like the heroes that save us every day by wearing a mask. So that's what Matthew Perna does. He was going to get nine years in prison. Go to the next one for me, Will. And did you get that bleeped out, that yep. part bleeped yep. out? <laughs> okay, because yeah. I talked to you about it before the show. Yep. Here, here's somebody who got six months of probation. Play for me. Tomorrow, we need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. What? No! Peacefully. Fed, 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 fed. Tomorrow? I don't even like to say it because I'll be arrested. Well, let's not say it. We need, we need to go. It. I'll say it. All right. We need to go in. Shut the fuck up, Boomer. To the Capitol. Based right. Fed posting? Right. <laughs> <laughs> we need to go into the Capitol. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Okay. Monument Hill. All right, no, Dave, but one more thing. Yeah, so can we go up there? No? When we go in. Are we going to get arrested if we go up here. there? Yeah. You don't need to get Did shot. Can arrest us all? My apologies. We thought we edited out that F word. My apologies to the Christian Television Network. My apologies to everybody who's watching right now. That was not intentional. We thought we edited it out. We made a mistake, and for some reason, we didn't get it done. But anyway, so I apologize. I'm going to try to con I'm really ticked off that we didn't get that, but I do apologize. But anyway, so there you have Ray Epps, who is instigating a riot, was right there taking down. We have all these people being charged with trespassing for being inside the barricades that are no longer there. Imagine that. You're being charged with being inside of barricades that don't exist. That's how you know whether you're trespassing or not. The barricades are there. The barricades are taken down by Ray Epps, who's gotten, he got now, of course, you have Matthew Perna hung himself, was facing nine years in prison for videotaping himself walking through the Capitol. You have Ray Epps instigating the riot. Get six months probation. And he wouldn't have gotten anything at all except everybody's been pressuring the DOJ for the last three years to actually press charges against Rehabs, who we all know is a government operative. We know that. Why else would he, why else would he be on the FBI's most wanted list and then disappear? Why is he a very easily, easily found man? Why has he gotten absolutely nothing? Why does Enrique Terrio get 22 years in prison, wasn't even in the Capitol? 
And I'm not a big Proud Boys fan. I'm just telling you. Because I think that it's not, there's people that, that have been decent with the Proud Boys or whatever, but they're so infiltrated by the feds. I am not a big Proud Boys fan. But Enrico Terrio gets 22 years in prison, wasn't even in D.C. on 1-6. And you have Ray Epps in one, on, you know, obviously they're 1-5 and 1-6, leading the charge, leading the initial breach taking down the barricades, which marks whether or not you're trespassing or not, then thousands of people go inside those barricades not knowing they're trespassing because of Ray Epps, who is noticeably a government entity. All right, here's another one for you. The Absolute Truth video. Emerald Robinson speaking here. Two J6 protesters brutally injured by Capitol law enforcement are fighting back with civil lawsuits. About time we start doing this. All right, play for me, Will. Two brave January 6th defendants are fighting back filing lawsuits against the police officers that brutally assaulted them on January the 6th, as well as House Speaker Mike Johnson, who has yet to open a serious investigation regarding police brutality that day. And it's about time and just in the nick of time as the statute of limitations is set to run out this weekend. The first suit was filed by Victoria Charity White, who is representing herself pro se. Now, White is seeking economic and punitive damages against D.C. Metropolitan Police Officer Jason Bagshaw and another for violating her constitutional rights, including but not limited to her constitutional right to be free from unlawful seizures, her constitutional right to be free from excessive and unreasonable force, and her constitutional right not to be discriminated against for her viewpoint. Victoria White also seeks the court to order Speaker Mike Johnson to conduct an investigation into the police brutality on January the 6th, 2021. Now, Officer Bagshaw is a 20-year veteran of the D.C. Metro Department and is a commander who oversees multiple units within the department, according to the MPDC website. Now, StopHate.com enlarged this footage from January the 6th, showing the brutal beating Bagshaw delivered to White, who was trapped by officers. He beat her first with a, a stick and then with closed fists. Right, White writes that she was unarmed and had her arms and hands in a non-threatening position. At one point, a man in the crowd begged for police officers to stop their relentless attack. But Officer Bagshaw has yet to face any consequences for, brut for his brutality while the FBI raised, raided White's home and she served jail time for, quote, interfering with law enforcement officers during a civil disorder. I mean, the absolute audacity is very, it's very difficult to verbalize. You have White, who is the victim in this. There she is. I mean, you saw her. I'd estimate her age between 50 and 60 years of age, a, a woman in the midst of it looked like 30 cops smashed into a tunnel. What threat? Again, I was a cop for 25 years. I've been in numerous use of force situations. What is the justification for pounding her on the head over and over and over again? You're way bigger than she is, way stronger. She's completely trapped. She's not running. She's not committing a crime. And she certainly is not committing a crime anymore. And you're pounding her on the head over and over and over again where you actually have a witness saying, stop hitting her. And this is Jason Bagshaw, who's actually in charge of numerous entities inside of the Metro Police Department. 
So he's being sued as he should be. And I don't know why the statute of limitations is running out. It, it really hasn't because a lot of this could get into civil rights violations that I don't believe have statute of limitations on them. There's this woman is trapped inside of a tunnel getting beaten over that. What, what, what for? And her house gets raided. The audacity of it all, the hypocrisy of it all is absolutely ridiculous. They're sitting here. The person who should have been raided was Jason Bagshaw. And I say that as an ex-cop. And who gets raided is the victim. And why would you Why would you need to raid her? All you need to do is give her a call and say, report to this local law enforcement entity and that your warrant will be executed by the FBI and you'll be taken into custody. None of these people are going to run. She couldn't run of her life depending on it. This is the insurrection. The, that's the, look, did you see the woman? That's the insurrection. This woman's going to defeat the Marine Corps. She couldn't defeat the cops. How's she going to defeat the Marines? Let's go to the next one. Tom Fitton tweet. Uh, breaking Judicial Watch. Tom Fitton. These are the, these are the, this is the answer. Whether it's Liberty Council, Judicial Watch, there's other ones too, ACLJ, various other. There's, there's one other that I'm forgetting right now that I wish I didn't forget. But there's some entities out here. This is all the protesting needs to stop. You're like, Tom, aren't, we're, the Constitution gives us the right to protest. I agree. If you want to protest, you can. But it's useless. It doesn't do anything. The, the, the politicians don't care. They care about our votes. They don't care about your protests. I bet, listen, I've done protesting. I have. And you know what? It felt good to do it. I might do it again, but, it's, I, but in my mind, I know it's useless. For all intents and purposes, useless. What we need to be doing is sending our money to places like Judicial Watch and suing these people into oblivion. Get them under oath, just like Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood for decades said, you know, we're not selling human body parts. And then we got them under oath, and guess what they said? Well, we are selling human body parts. Yep. Just, like, just like Boston Children's Hospital. We're not lopping off the breasts and genitals of, of underage kids. We're not doing any of that until they were under investigation, and they had to say, oh, you know what? We are. Look, we are lopping off the testicles and penises and breasts of underage kids. And by the way, now we're being threatened. That's what they always do. It's like the FBI. As soon as, as, soon as, as, soon as they get exposed... Then they also, oh, we're receiving death threats now. That's what they always do, every time. But these are the entities that we need to be, this is what we need to be doing. Nothing else matters. This is lawfare. If they're going to do lawfare, then we need to do lawfare. It's as simple as that. Ruby Freeman just got $148 million settlement against Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani, in that case, again, the defamation occurred in Atlanta and is tried in D.C., Gets $148 million settlement against a man who's worth $10 million. That's Rudy Giuliani. How's he going to pay $148 million? But anyway, so that she, she, gets that, she gets that settlement. He wasn't allowed at the trial to show the video of her putting the same votes into the machine over and over again. How was that? His sole accusation against her, which she's claiming defamation for, is that he said she fed the same votes into the same machine. After, of course, they said that the whole place had to clear out from a water main break, and the only people that cleared out were all the Republican poll workers, and two Democrats stayed in there, Ruby and her, and her daughter, and they fed the same ballots into the same machines. And remember, the ballots mysteriously appeared from underneath tables, too. Remember, they shut down counting and then continued to count with no Republicans there. That's what he said happened. He has the videotape footage of that happening, of them saying that it's a water main break and everybody needs to leave. 
Did everybody leave? No, Ruby stayed. She's a Democratic Party hack activist. She stayed. And it's on videotape of her feeding the same ballots in the machine. So we have the video of her. We have the video of no water main break. Is that defamation? Yeah, we have the videotape of them not leaving when they said they all had to leave. And we have this videotape of them feeding the same boats in the same machine. None of that was allowed to be shown at trial. So what needs to happen is Rudy needs to sue Ruby for defamation. And Judicial Watch and places like Liberty Council, ACLJ, people like that is where all of our money should go. Quit sending it to the, to the RNC. Quit, or the RNC, you're sending it to the DNC. If you send it to Rona Romney McDaniel, you're sending it to the, to the DNC under the name of the RNC because it's a uniparty. But breaking Judicial Watch files $30 million wrongful death lawsuit, wrongful death lawsuit against U.S. government on behalf of Ashley Babbitt's husband and estate. This is what needs to happen. Get Merrick Garland under oath. Get Michael Byrd under oath, the man who shot her through the neck. Let's get everybody under oath who did not render aid to Ashley Babbitt. She had a survivable wound. Yep. The only reason why she died, she bled out. She had a survivable wound. And there was a 1-6 protester there who was a paramedic who could have saved her life. And the D.C. Metro, no correction, the Capitol Police Department refused to let him render aid. Let's get all them under oath, shall we? That's how you fight. We can get as mad as we want. We need to send our money. We need to form 50 judicial watches and sue the Democrats, the globalist left, everywhere and anywhere. Drag their sorry, worthless selves into red jurisdictions with red judges, with red AGs, red juries, red grand juries, and red appellate courts and see how they like it. Missouri right now is getting Joe Biden off of their ballot. You want to play? Let's play. That's the only way to play, though. Protesting doesn't do anything, folks. We can do all that we want. I've done it. I've protested numerous times. It doesn't do anything. Get them under oath. And when they lie under oath, they committed crimes, then criminally prosecute them. They want lawfare. We'll do it civilly, and we'll do it criminally. Fine. We'll do it in the civil institutions. We'll do it in the criminal institutions. All right, more on one six here. Alex, Alex video. This is D.C. U.S. Attorney Matthew Graves. Now, who is Matthew Graves? He is the cuck husband of his Democratic Party activist wife. That's who he is. Now, I want you to keep this in mind when you hear him talking because I just want this rolling around in your head. This is the man who refused to allow David Weiss, who's not a white hat that likes to act like he is. David Weiss is the one who came up with the, the crappy plea agreement for Hunter Biden that I don't have time to get into that was really not only completely exonerating of the crimes under the plea agreement, but exonerating of all future crimes. He could, not even, he could even have committed crimes um, that aren't even listed he would have been exonerated of. That's, that's how stupid this deal was, and the judge kicked it out, and he's about, he's about to get sentenced too much. But also, Weiss also refuses to charge him under the most serious stuff, and Weiss made sure that Hunter Biden was notified before raids occurred. <laughs> Who does this? This is what the this is what the whistleblowers from the IRS came out and said. That you had Weiss would actually tell Hunter Biden's attorneys, we're about to raid Hunter Biden's storage unit over here. And then would cancel the raids. That's who these people are. It yes, is our country that bad? Yes, it's that bad. We don't look like a third world republic yet, third a third world a banana republic, but we are. Under the surface, we are.
It is dangerous. It is ugly. It is corrupt. And one of the most corrupt people in the United States of America is Matthew Graves. David Weiss goes to Matthew Graves and says, you know what? I need to be able to prosecute Hunter Biden because Matthew Graves is the U.S. attorney for the District of Columbia in D.C. And obviously Hunter Biden committed crimes inside of D.C., as did Joe Biden. So Weiss goes, who is the Delaware U.S. attorney, Weiss goes to Graves and says, I need prosecutorial powers in D.C. Will you allow me to have those powers? What does Graves say? No. <laughs> no. Why, why? Explain to me why. Any, any leftist pundit, please give me an explanation of why the U.S. attorney in D.C. would not grant the U.S. attorney from Delaware powers to investigate Hunter Biden in D.C. Why? Come on, give me a reasonable explanation. I'd love it. But what Graves really does care about is going after MAGA moms and people who protested on 1-6. Play for me, Will. And what happened inside of the building. An important note when it comes to our prosecutions about those who remained outside the building. We have used our prosecutorial discretion to primarily focus on those who entered the building or those who engaged in violent or corrupt conduct on Capitol grounds. But if a person knowingly entered the restricted area without authorization, they had already committed a federal crime. Make no mistake, thousands of people occupied an area that they were not authorized to be present in in the first place. So, of course, the man who refuses to prosecute Hunter Biden for numerous felonies, did you hear what he said? Those who knowingly enter a restricted area. How would you know? If the, DC, if the, if the Capitol Hill Police and the D.C. Metro Police remove the barricades. We saw Ray Epps removing barricades. How would you know? We saw the Capitol Hill Police removing barricades. And now Matthew Graves wants to charge people with being with a federal crime for being in restricted areas, for knowingly, knowingly being in restricted areas without them knowing they were in restricted areas. He wants to charge them with knowingly being in restricted areas when they didn't know they were in restricted areas. And it's not only you never heard him say, you know, we, we mainly have concentrated on those who've entered the Capitol. But now that they're done with that, they just have to keep on expanding and expanding and expanding. And now they're going to go after everybody who is anywhere on the Capitol lawn who are knowingly in restricted areas who couldn't have possibly known they were in restricted. So you're going to charge people with knowingly when they didn't know. That's who, that's who Matthew Gray, little pinhead that he is. You should see him get testifying. Capitol He's a little pinhead, poindexter, probably picked on as a child, and this is his vengeance for the rest of his life. Picked on, and now he gets a badge. And he goes after everybody who actually has a muscle on the planet. Let me show you this one. Benny Johnson video. An MSNBC anchor is straight up crying on air over the third anniversary. Again, happy anniversary. We're going to have to have crying, some sort of crying. You're going to have to have Adele. Adele's probably going to have to be the singer for our 1-6 Happy Insurrection Day. This has got to be emotional. So... Here, this is truly amazing. MSNBC anchor is straight up crying on air on the third anniversary of January 6th with Michael Fanone. Play it for me. I'm going to try to get through this. Um, thank you for what you did three years ago today. Um, please tell me your thoughts um, on this third anniversary. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
That dude is straight up crying with Fanon, who's a fraud. Fanon claims injuries, but nobody's allowed to see his medical records. Nobody's allowed to see his body cam footage, and nobody's allowed to see his service records. Truly amazing. Fanon is a fraud. Fanon, that, that cop right there, is normally a narcotics cop, undercover cop for the D.C. Metro Police Department, strangely decided on a day that he wasn't working, not assigned to work, is not assigned to the riot, to the riot task force, not assigned to their riot response team, nothing, but decides he's going to work. He is the son of a Democratic Party hack activist attorney who launched several lawsuits against Donald Trump. He grew up six miles from D.C., that's who Michael Fanon, he puts on the tats and the beard and the flannel shirts. He is a bourgeois leftist elitist snob. That's who Michael Fanon is. And it is, nobody can prove his injuries, claims that he was injured. He was ushered through the crowd by protesters, actually lovingly so. That's all that happened to Michael Fanon. He was whining and complaining. Where I, this is when I miss cussing. Although we allowed it to happen on the show tonight. But I miss Cussie because I like to call him a little whiny, sniveling you-know-what. And he got ushered through the crowd by the 1-6 protesters themselves. Alleging that he was injured, but nobody's allowed to see his medical records. Nobody's allowed to see his body cam footage. Nobody's allowed to see his service records. And a guy who would never be assigned to, to, uh, to that... Uh, to that assignment on that day. Because he's, he's not a patrol deputy. He's, he's, not, he's not on their riot, their, riot, their riot response team. He's a narcotics guy. Decides to go there. Very strange because he's the son of a Democratic Party activist lawyer who has numerous lawsuits against Donald Trump. And that little crying little weenie on MSNBC, who does that remind you of? Play it for me, guys. But you guys won. You guys held. What a bunch of... We held what? How did they hold? We have the videos of them taking down the barricades and opening up the doors, little Adam. Little crying Adam. You held. You won. First of all, they lost, and they didn't hold. Just like safe and effective. It's not safe or effective. It's deadly and ineffective. You held. You won. You didn't hold, and you lost. Let me show you this. Let's go to Midas, our one and only sponsor who has the guts enough to sponsor this radical podcast is Midas Gold Group. Now, why do I love Midas? First of all, because they're willing to sponsor me. Love them. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate you. But listen, here's the deal. With, with all that's going on right now with central bank digital currency, the de-dollarizing of the globe, the devaluing of the USD, we need to back up what we have with gold. Is it the end-all, be-all? It really is in a worldly sense. Gold is it. It's the only thing that's, ever, that's, that's never lost all of its value. The great thing about Midas is this. Other gold companies, they may advertise, they may do whatever they do, but may claim to be conservative. Midas is not just conservative. They're MAGA. They believe what we believe. And all of their gold, they're MAGA-owned, MAGA-operated, veteran-owned, veteran-operated. Everything that Midas does is real, live, physical gold. Buy gold, I'm buying gold, buy gold from Midas. And when you do, tell them that the TLP sent you. Love you. Thank you, Midas. All right, let's go to this one. Just have to show you this absurd thing. I do, I do. Little tidbits come up. They don't really make a lot of sense in the show. But this is the woman who sued Trump for rape. Sued him for rape. Not, not criminally prosecuted him for rape. Now, remember how this worked with Eugene Carroll. The stat, speaking of statute of limitations, which, they all, which David Weiss allowed to run out on the most serious Hunter Biden charges, 
let those run out, and then charge them with other crimes, at, you know, ones that were far less serious, but let the most serious crimes, the, the statute of limitations on the most serious crimes run out. Well, this, the, for her to sue Donald Trump, that had long, the statute of limitations had long run out on this alleged offense. Remember Donald Trump allegedly saw her, just walked in, a multi-billionaire, walks into a department store, spots E. Jean Carroll, who is not attractive, but says, you know what, I just got a raper. And, and allegedly rapes this woman in a dressing room, right? Donald Trump's going to do that. Like, with a myriad of people all around him all the time, he's going to do that, right? Well, the statute of limitations had run out. Well, E. Jean Carroll, through Democratic Party politicians, magically, now, this just happened in 2022, extended through uh, some sort of legislative action, extended the statute of limitations for her case. Amazing, isn't it? The one who's going to accuse Donald Trump gets to change the law. Incredible, isn't it? No, but here's, allegedly this man raped her. Raped her. And this would be 20, 30 years after. Too many good TV shows on Sunday night. My goodness, I'm just going to change it. What do you watch? I'm a massive Apprentice fan. So she's going to sit there and watch her rapist on TV? She's a, and she's a huge fan? So you believe that he actually raped her? <laughs> yeah. Show this to any Democrat who says that Donald Trump's a rapist, which, of course, he is not. Uh, let's go to the next one. Just have to show you some stuff on Nikki Haley here. Do I think that Nikki Haley's... No, but they're trying... Uh, Donald Trump has shut it down, and good for him, because there, there was little rumors going around of her about her being VP. He kind of seemed to be sort of open to it. And if he, listen, I'd be forced to vote for Donald Trump if, he was his, if, if she was his VP. I'd have to. What am I going to do? Vote for Biden? Vote for the Green Party? Various other leftists that are running. But anyway... Nick, let's look at who Nikki Haley really is, shall we? Let's really look. Exclu Laura Loomer tweet, exclusive, one of the hosts of Nikki Haley's January 30th fundraiser in New York City. Now, what Republican has a fundraiser in New York City? A legit Republican has a fundraiser in NYC. Is Susan Cohn Rockefeller. <laughs> FEC records show Miss Cohn Rockefeller gave $10,000 to Biden, to the Biden Victory Fund. But she's a sponsor for Nikki Haley because this is the Uniparty. In September of 2023, it's not, it's not a long time ago, she just gave $10,000 to Biden in September of, of, of this year for all intents and purposes. Cone Rockefeller also donated to Chris Christie, the DNC, and Act Blue, which is Act Blue, which is basically an elect Democrat super PAC. Act Blue in 2023, during the 2022 election cycle, Cone Rockefeller donated to Georgia Senator Raphael Warnock. So the same people, so the same person that donates to Raphael Warnock and Joe Biden, Act Blue, is giving to, to uh, Nikki Haley. Why would that be? Because they know that she's going to legislate as a Democrat. Yep. That's why. It's a giant uniparty. At least understand this. Nikki Haley is just like Mitt Romney. And I know that I'm preaching to the choir, most of you know this, but there, there are many of them that you think are actually there fighting for you, but they're actually there holding a position, keeping a position away from somebody who will fight for you. While, while manipulating and fooling people into thinking that they're there fighting for them. That's that the point of all, that, I'm talking about the Marco Rubios of the world. I'm talking about the Ben Sasses of the world, the Mitch McConnells of the world, the Lindsey Grahams, the Mitt Romneys, the Susan Collins, the Lisa Markoski. Well, you know, if we, Lisa, if we don't run Lisa Markoski, is Markoski Maine or Alaska? I can't remember which. I guess Collins and Markoski mixed up all the time. But anyway, I'm just going to say Maine. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But anyway, if we don't run her in Maine, then we're going to lose. 
So if we don't run her in Maine, then we run a legit. Aaron, see if you can find that for me real quick so I don't sound stupid long, longer than I need to. Yeah, Collins is Maine. Collins is Maine. So that's yep. easier name anyway. So Collins is Maine. So if we don't run Susan Collins in Maine, then a Democrat will get that seat because a legit conservative can't win that seat. Well, what's the difference? If you run a legit conservative and he or she loses to the Democrat, okay, fine, now you got a Democrat who's the senator from Maine, right? Well, now you have, well, we run Susan Collins and we win. Well, she legislates as a Democrat, so what's the difference? Why not try to win with a legit conservative? Actually have a good campaign, finance it correctly. With, and again, the four problems always exist. No message, no money, establishment GOP, and corrupt elections. So, so those four, until those four things are changed, we ain't going to win no national elections, including senatorial races. So what's the difference? And this is what happens. Nikki Haley gets in office in whatever office that she ends up in. And they're like, well, we won. A Republican's in, but they legislate as a Democrat. And what happens is people are like, yeah, but it's a Republican. It doesn't matter. You didn't win if you were elected a Republican. A electable Republican who legislates as a Democrat is a Democrat. McCoskey, Collins, Romney. Mitt Romney voted to impeach Donald Trump. Voted for impeachment. Voted to remove him from office. What's the difference? Yeah, we hold that seat as an R. Who cares if it's an R when they legislate as a D? You might as well try to get the legit conservative in. If you lose, you lose. You'd end up with a Democrat with an R in front of their name or a Democrat with a D in front of their name. Go to the next one for me, Will. So here's another one on, on, uh, on Nikki Haley. Another host from Nikki Haley's committee, uh, uh, ho another host committee member for Nikki Haley's upcoming January 30th fundraiser, one week after the New Hampshire uh, primary in NYC is Henry R. Kravis. FEC records show Kravis donated to radical Democrat Chuck Schumer. So she's receiving money for people who voted for Schumer, Raphael Warnock, Joe Biden, and Act Blue, and donated to Act Blue in 2021. Additionally, in 2021, uh, Kravis donated to Cheney Gonzalez, a joint fundraising committee for Liz Cheney and Anthony Gonzalez, who, like Cheney, was one of the few GOP members of Congress who voted to impeach President Trump. So understand who these people are. And I know that I'm primarily preaching to the choir here, and you already know about Nikki Haley. But you just had, but you just had, there's just more and more evidence. You just, we need to not only say it, but when we see the evidence, put it out there because that's who she is. She will do anything and say anything to be elected. Now, here's the opposite of this. A little bit of vaccine stuff before we go. Vigilant Fox video, Dr. Latipo prepared to ban mRNA COVID-19 vaccines in Florida. Play for me, Will. You and Governor DeSantis are in sync on this. Uh, now, does this mean that, what does it technically mean in Florida? Is, are you going to stop and ban the use of these vaccines? Are you going to tell uh, state-run facilities, schools, which has been so controversial? What technically happens with your, I yeah. guess, proclamation? Yeah, we're working on that. We're going to do everything that we possibly can. And, you know, certainly with our county health departments, um, we should not be offering them. I mean, it's, it's literally immoral to be offering these products. And we're going to explore what else that we what else we can do, because it's frankly, it's I mean, it's so wrong for people to be whether it's CVS or Walgreens or some other drugstore or hospital. I mean, it's very wrong for people to be putting this in human beings when the proper testing hasn't been done to confirm that there's no integration of the DNA and the lipid nanoparticles into 
the human genome. It, it's just, I mean, my kids can probably understand this, and my oldest is 10. You know, it's it's just, it's, it's W-R-O-N-G wrong. Well, of course, and here's the thing, and I don't have much time to talk about it, so it's it's difficult to get into vaccines. I need 30 or 40 minutes to get into it, but... You don't, you don't inject into people's bodies experimental gene-altering vaccines. And like Dr. Dr. Latipo says, nobody knows what this thing does. Nobody can know when you test it for 14 months. And in the testing, 1,223 people died. 12, 28 out of 32 women miscarried. And then when they miscarried, they caused, they caused that, they called it a vaccine side effect. And when they miscarried, spontaneous abortion, they called it a resolution of the vaccine side effect. Stick around for the postgame. Love you all. Back here Tuesday night, 8.30. Stay for the postgame now. You need to, like, you know, understand that you're not going to spend all of eternity standing there like a bump on a log. Who's the, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, according to Matthew chapter 18, verse 4? Those who approach him like a child. And some of you, you're just, you're very stoic and you're actually, it's not that you're stoic, it's that you're prideful. Get those hands in the air and worship God. It's Yahweh. You're not, you're not worshiping me or the church. You're worshiping Yahweh, the almighty God of Israel who is worthy of an uplifted hand, who is worthy of a shout of joy. He's worthy. If you enjoyed watching the Tom Lipley podcast, please consider investing in our program. Go to TomLipley.com and donate $25 or more and we will send you this TLP mug warmer. We look forward to you tuning in next week and thank you for giving.